Welcome back to Dime Comic Bros Podcast. There are only two of us here. Me, Jacob, hello, and Colin. Re. <laughs> and uh, we're not even going to do the theme song. We're just going to go straight into our review of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. Uh, Spencer's been dying to review this, and uh, the we finally watched it, and uh, we're ready to talk about it. And it sucks that he's not here, but he's going to have to deal with it. So, uh, what do you think? Um, I was actually very excited for this movie to come out, and um, I it, went to the theaters. It was awful, wasn't it? It was absolutely dreadful. Oh my gosh, it was painful to yeah, watch. Yeah, like, I, I wanted them to not be... You know, the name's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but right. like, we know they're not teenagers, you know? They're, th- like, 30-year-old dudes fighting crime, right? Right. Because Manchester Splinter wouldn't just let them out and do their own thing, you know? I was most excited about the animation style, and it, it looked like mud scraped across the screen. Yeah, it, it was just... It was, like, too much, you know? There's too much going on. I can't really, like, fix my eyes on anything. And, and not to mention... There wasn't a whole lot of color in it either. Like, I had a hard time telling which turtle was which. Yeah, for real. The only color you could see is how fruity that uh, Leonardo was. I cannot believe they turned him gay. I can't believe either. Why? Also, Donatello being such a freaking weeb. (laughs) That kind of fits. Come on. Ah, It does. I mean, him with his JoJo poses. And, you know, (laughs) of course, he would love Jujutsu Kaisen because of all the martial arts and Mm -hmm. stupid stuff like that. Mm -hmm. What a Gen Z. They twink Shredder. Like, why? I know. I mean, Spencer will like that, but, like, they twinkified him. Like, <sighs> Shredder isn't even Shredder. He's, like, kitchen knife, you know? Yes. Yeah, just, or, like, no, butter knife. Just, like, straight stainless steel. Oh, steel. Not straight. No, no, no. I know. <laughs> but, I mean, he's just, like, the the design, the look of him is just like straight stainless steel, like like a, a stainless steel refrigerator. Yeah. The most boring thing yeah. to look at. He is just refrigerator man, you know. <laughs> Twinkified Shredder. <laughs> I don't even know if Shredder's in this movie. I don't really either. <laughs> We're just kidding. Uh, we still haven't seen it because we are very very busy. But Spencer is also busy. But he goes to the movie theater in all of his free time because he basically lives there. He pays rent. Pretty much. And just sleeps uh, in the little... um, Loft. No, I was going to say the uh, concession stand. He sleeps in one of those really uncomfortable chairs in the concession stand. Right. He's been after us to to review it and we keep putting him off. So uh, that was the funny bit. Theme song! Why buy a comic that might cost more than a dime? Come meet the brothers who are here to waste your time. So anyway, we're actually here to talk about Coda. Yay, it's Coda. <gasps> Do you want uh, me to bring out my copy? Yes, please bring out yes, the yes, copy. Yes, 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 yes. Here to talk about Coda. It we, released last year? Something like that. Uh, we read Coda... Uh, Written by Simon uh, Sperrier and arted uh, by Matthias uh, Bergara. And this book is exact. It, this book is if you took um, fantasy, uh, the fantasy genre, brought it out to the desert, and shot it in the head, and then dragged the corpse through the desert, and then hung out with it for five minutes, pretended to have a smoke, and then left it there. 
never to return. Um, the whole point of this book... Was that the author's own words? Uh, a mix of it, um, and that's some of mine. Um, th this book is... The whole point of it is trying to create a story that is reminiscent of the um, fantasy, high fantasy genre, and how silly it is, and like what what its problems were, like the height of it in like the '30s, and he, and the writer of this book talks about it in the back of the book, which I really enjoyed to reading. It was interesting reading that little note because it was. <laughs> very negative note he it was, was he was extremely angry with just how high fantasy has turned out and i read the whole thing the whole note and i was like well somebody didn't like game of thrones because <laughs> exactly. that's, that's how that's just what i took away from it <laughs> i mean i kind of agree with him i mean as much as i do like some like fantasy and medieval stuff it is all the same brew Basically, I mean, I would like to take Lord of the Rings out of that equation because Lord well, of the Rings inspired the best parts that was of in fantasy. The 30s and 40s. Yeah, exactly. So that's um, that. That's the part where he's talking about, like, where it was like its best. It's like its peak was there. Yes. Like it, it. Its peak was when it started, <laughs> which is odd for genres. Um, but uh, we follow uh, our character, white-haired, uh, sad boy, and uh, swearing pentacorn. I love the pentacorn. I love the pentacorn. I knew so you much. would too. <laughs> I love and at the very end on how like he explains how he like um, calms the pentacorn down. I loved that bit. There's so much of this that ins that has inspired me for like my book. But we follow those characters, and our main characters basically. He writes in his journal that he is trying to save his wife from this demon that has taken her. Hold up. The main character is a bard, so he's writing yeah. everything down. Yeah. And I didn't... I I don't know how early on they explained that he was a bard. Mm. Was it early? Cause Fairly early, I, I think. Don't, I don't think I got it until we saw his wife. Um, I don't All think right, I remember so yeah, reading like it. Like, issue four or five. Okay, yeah. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, early. Because there's 12 issues yep. or chapters, how he says it. But this book, it follows that, and he explains how his wife is uh, taken by this demon, and he's got to bring her back, and all these little things. And then around, like, issue three or four, you find out that he's been using that idea of telling us he's been lying to his journal, which is us, and he's been saying kind of what is happening but figuratively figuratively like Extremely a bard figuratively and, so that he's lying to himself yeah and i'm so i was annoyed but i really liked that because i'm like fuck that's what i would do that's <laughs> that is literally what i do with he's my own literally shit. me yeah that's what i felt when i read that and his wife's a muscle mommy absolutely and she I'm is like, yeah and she's horny yes she is like horny for him yes she's like get over here yes i love this book this book is fantastic. The writing's great. I mean, the exposition is kind of like a lot, but it makes sense. It took you and me, and I'm glad that it was, uh, that you said what was on my mind before I could say it, because it took us the first three or four issues to like get into the book. The first couple chapters were like, 
ugh, what is going on? There's so much like terminology that isn't explained, and it's like, what is happening right now? But then when that twist happens of like he finds his wife was like suddenly just the roller coaster dropped out from under me, and I was yeah. fully invested. Yes, immediately once I saw um, his wife and the whole like what's That's actually happening. That's not what happened. I meant. Well, she's hot. She is hot. She's like an orc. They're called Urkin. Um, or urchin, however you want to call it. I say urchin, because that's what it looks like. She's a barbarian. She is a barbarian, and she is hot. But <laughs> uh, she's like a berserker of her kind and stuff like yeah. that. Um, so she has this rage mode, which is what he calls a demon. Like, what he would was calling the demon it, that took her it over. It might actually be a demon, though? That was kind of unexplained. No, it's just the berserker thing. It's, it's mm. like black magic type of thing. It's not demons. Um, and... It was just... Did you shit your pants? No. You lying? No, I was confused. I thought you were talking about the story. And I'm like, no, no I didn't shit my pants. No, I did not shit my pants. Okay, because I smelled shitted for a second. It could be the beer. It could be the beer. Um, that's just such a good way to make that twist. I was so not invested, like, with everything that you said at first. And I was really annoyed with that because I love this artist and yeah. I saw tons of I saw tons of artwork on his Instagram stuff like that that's what I was gonna lead this. into next right. was that it just looks so freaking the art is beautiful the coloring and the coloring mixing with the art style in itself is just fantastic and also you know there are times in this book where it talks about what happened before the quench is what they call it yeah, yeah. when all magic died and all these things um Oh, I forgot to men mention that in the story, he's trying to find a cure for her berserker thing, what he thinks is a cure, um, because she leaves him every time she's in this berserker state, so that because uh, she doesn't want him to see her like that, and so he's always trying to look for her and stuff like that, and he's trying to find magic because this world is like without magic, kind of. Um, uh, a magic cure for her berserker. Yeah, uh, but. There are times where this book goes into the backstory and exposition of what happens, like with the Urkins and uh, before the Quench, and all of it was drawn on cardboard. Yes. And it looked fantastic. I'm like, that is such a great way to not have to color something, and it looks old and it's cool. Like old parchment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, speaking on the art, it brings me back to like old cartoons kind of like uh the old hobbit movie or like yeah. five old goes west maybe yeah, I, get, I can see that something like that it it brings me back to those old 80s cartoons and it makes me so happy inside because it looks so good it gave me a mix of that and a mix of like uh the latest seasons of adventure time hmm. around like when they started making the coloring way better and they because over time they just made the coloring better and their art style like that and that's right. what this reminds me of in a sense, mm -hmm. except it's a little bit sharper uh, with characters and stuff like that. But every character design is so unique, and that's what's really, like, that's what really interests me as well. I kind of wish this book hadn't censored itself. I wish, like, the language wasn't cartoon swears. Me too. And Kind of takes you out a bit, like, right? Well, especially when there's, like, a full paragraph and someone drops a no-no word and it's like, I'm stuck left trying to guess what that no-no word is and, like, nothing fits well. It's like, what? Why? I use I, fucking or, or yeah, like... That fit most of the time, but there yeah. were a couple of times where I'm like, is it, 
I, I don't know. I don't know what that one is. And that's when I was taken out of the experience. Right. Also, they just make the humor of the pentacorn swearing nonstop even funnier. Yes. Uh, the pentacorn screaming all the time and like, it, it's just so much fun. Because uh, at first I thought the pentacorn, it was just symbols. I thought it was just like whatever a pentacorn sounds like. And yeah. I'm like, huh? And then they talk about his foul-mouthed unicorn, and, and it was like, oh, he's cursing. That's yeah. funny. Or, or um, in the beginning when he sees like he finds like this the remains of a dragon, and the dragon and the remains of the dragon just like itch my arse, <laughs> and he just wants to like be helped. But right, they drop ass and bollocks all yeah. the time, but censor everything out, and it's like either go all in or not at all. Exactly. Um, but uh, spoilers, I <gasps> I love the pentacorn especially because uh, how he has to calm down the pentacorn every now and then. He's the only one that knows the words, but he has to tell this um, younger character who looks up to him uh, how to like calm uh, the pentacorn down. Don't say what the magic phrase Why? is. Come on, Why not? it's one of the best reveals of the book. Yeah, but it's, I want to say it. That's why I said spoilers. Don't. I said spoilers. No. Why? It also didn't seem fair to the Panacorn because they keep injecting him with this magic green goo that... Like, yeah, the Aikir. It, it's like... Uh, it's like... Uh, nitri- it's magic. Nitrous for yeah. a car, basically. But it makes him go cuckoo and faster and bigger and stronger and whatever. And also seems to give him even more horns, maybe? It evolves him. Yeah. Like a Pokemon. But evil Pokemon's true. And, but uh, it, it makes him the prettiest boy. <sighs> but it didn't seem fair to the the, the Pentacorn to like in, inject him with all the goo and then have to calm him down later. It's like, well, what do you want from that guy? The poor guy is just running his ass off. That's why he's being so calm with him, and that's why he loves him so much. You know? Um, I can't remember what his the, name is. The kid, I, oh, Cox. I think it's literally Cox or something like that. The kid character is annoying and funny. I liked her a lot. I didn't really find her annoying. Well, I, she's like, what are you doing? Like, where, where are you going? Oh, like, like typical why are you like, annoying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, like a, a good balance of the annoying kid character. Yeah, it is. And and very enjoyable. Like, yeah, I liked her. She meshed well. Uh, her personality did with um, our main character. Um, this book is called Coda, but his name's not Coda. I don't think so, no. What is Coda? I don't know. I think they've said it once or twice. Maybe. Hmm. Very strange. Um, the book is left on a sort of cliffhanger. Like, the the... I guess the main plot is resolved, but it's left way wide open for more books. Exactly. I mean, it's also called book one. Well, that doesn't go so far. A lot of collected editions do that in case there are more books. And then they never make the same format anyway, so it doesn't matter. But the last page of the the story says something. Also, just the covers that are in the back of this hardcover are just so good. Also, I loved seeing like the younger versions of them like at their wedding, like it's a wedding photo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is so cute. Oh, let me see that. Ugh. Ugh. It's just so good. The colors are so good. Everything's so good. Yes. Um, ugh, look at them, they're so cute and small. <laughs> and uh, then you see like the other main characters in the back too, like mermaid ladies at the wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, 
there how do I say this there weren't a whole lot of characters introduced so the reveal of the villain was not really a surprise you know what's funny I like how you say that I was actually surprised I know she was a bitch but like I'm so used to characters just being bitches it said all the way along like there's a lot of distrust in this universe mm-hmm. anyway people don't trust each other it, it's dog eat dog and there's a lot of hints dropped like that so then when it is revealed it's like I'm stupid I should have predicted that because oh, oh, there were true. hints yes. all the way along I did feel that way but I, I, didn't, I yeah, didn't predict it I didn't really call it per se but it was like oh that's the villain I thought the other twist was really nice about the city Oh, the the king of the city? Yeah, the king of the city. I yeah, thought that yeah. was so cool. That was pretty cool. That, I really liked that. There's a lot of really nice twists that are in this. Yeah, and, and it keeps you invested. Yeah, it does. Um, good book. Uh, how much is it? 50, I think? Yeah. Yes. So you got a jetpack too, right? Yep. Yep, so we both got it at jetpack for 50 bucks. I think it's totally worth... It's a nice, tall... Um, I guess the width is, is pretty normal, but it's really tall, and it's a really nice hardcover. It's yeah. it's just a gorgeous collected edition. It is. I love having it on my shelf. I would have hated to read this issue by issue. Me too. I'm glad I didn't. Yeah. I'm um, glad we waited for the book. This wasn't even on my radar until you were like, we're reading this for a topic. And I was like, okay. I didn't even know I existed until I was following this, the artist. I was following him for a little bit, actually, and yeah. then he's like, hey, I have a book. I'm like, what? What? And, he, and I looked through his feed, like, even more, like, his media. I'm like, oh, he has been sharing this. Why have I not, like, paid attention? Yeah. And, um, fantastic book. I give it a, uh, I give it a seven muscle mommies out of seven, um, swearing pentacorns. pentacorns. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I have reviewed it yet, but I'll give it a five out of five. Like, easy. Easy. I mean, you could knock off points for exposition, but it, it, see, exposition isn't bad, and there's this whole thing about stories where it's like you need to show, not tell, and exposition is actually helpful, and it's good because you do need it. Uh, it's just sometimes, if the exposition is written as in, like, this is exposition, then it's bad. But if it's written like there's a, a need for it, like for characters, it's a need for the characters, not just for the readers, then it's good. Um, like, uh, for example, Inception, uh, how they explain the whole concept of how it works and how the dream world works is we have our main character, the Inception dude with the spinny top, and then you have- <laughs> We have our main character, Inception. Mr. Inception. Yeah, I don't know what his, I can't remember his name is. And then you have the young girl who's new to the whole thing. And she's the new architect. She doesn't know how this world works. And we don't know either. So we are brought into as being like her. And she mm-hmm. is also the uh, the audience. And he explains it to us through her. Right. That is a great way. Classic. To ex- yeah. That's, that is the best way, in my opinion, to explain that. And I think this book does do that. It's just I'm my personal bias is that I like show, don't tell. But there's nothing wrong with exposition, so I'm not knocking down any points. Book, great. Moving on.
I read Batman, One Bad Day, Catwoman. Armpits. I'm only halfway through the series, by the way. Uh, this is written by G. Willow Wilson and uh, illustrated by Jamie McKelvey. <sighs> yep. Catwoman is like, damn, me and my sister are poor. I remember a time when mom sold that really cool thing to the, the asshole pawn shop owner and uh, sh- he, he cheated her of the price. I'm going to steal it back because it's at a museum show tonight and uh, make my millions and share with my sister or whatever. Because I shitted my pants. I shitted my pants. They're very nice pants, by the way. Uh, Colin and I were discussing very shortly before the start of the recording of uh, how hot this costume design is. And it doesn't even make sense of why it's so hot. All they did was give her, like, armpit space. Her yeah, armpits are it's, exposed. It's basically the same black, uh, like, Catwoman suit. Yes. But it's just skin. But it's not skin where the booba is. Skin in armpits. Why? It, I don't know. It makes sense. Practically. Because it the does. leather is going to, to bind you up and make it so you can't move very well. So it, it, it adds uh, flexibility. Yes, it which does. is great. But, um, besides that... I'm a little uncomfortable with the kink, like, uh, metal ring at her neck. Uh, She's had that forever. She walks down the street with this on, and it looks like a BDSM suit. I'm sorry. That's the whole point of Catwoman. It can be. You do know that, right? It can be. No, it always has been. No. Yes, it has. No. I like how sometimes they throw in, like, the, the, I don't know what it's called, the bubble or the dot artwork to show that her suit is like shiny leather mm-hmm. like in that shot right there yes there's, there's nice dots all over that. it and uh, it looks good the ears are a little bit um much they're, they're really tall ears for this suit which i mean i don't care it's a catwoman suit that's how she roll Ooh, that was another good shot with the dots oh yes also her and stop a- it oh hip hip Also, she is muscle mommy now. She is doing the heist in the museum, and she ducks in and out of closets and changes outfits like four times, and it felt like a Hitman game. Like, where are all these costumes coming from? Who knows? It's not explained. Um, Nope. There's an older villain that's doing the same heist, but is kind of better at it than Catwoman is. And uh, her character, basically, is not explained at all. Batman's like, yeah, I've been tracking her down for months now. And Catwoman's like, and you only decide to make a move when I'm trying to do this? Piss off. And uh, the old lady like beats the shit out of Catwoman. And Batman's like, I told you so. And nothing's explained. Why? <sighs> How is the old lady super strong? How is she so good at her job? Why is she doing all this? Nothing. She gets away, and uh, that's the end of the issue. It feels like a story that was made to be continued, but it's a fucking one-shot. Why? It was a really good issue until that, and and that lost it like two stars out of the gate. Jeez. 
It looks really good. Kind of wish there was more. Not happy. Uh, 18 bucks, hardcover. Uh, Stairway to Heaven Comics has been super helpful. Uh, I keep going in there trying to pick up all these as they're being released. And uh, the owner there, Brad, is a super nice guy. And he was like, I didn't really know how popular those would sell, so I didn't order them. So he ordered them special for me. <laughs> and uh, he is my dad. I like him a lot. Um, yeah, I'll keep reading more. I got three more, I think. Clayface, Razalgul, and uh, and, uh, and uh, the other one. I'm trying to get into my HBO Max on my phone huh? so I can look at what I've watched. Because I know I have something. And I just can't remember what it is. Just huh? give me one second. Spencer is away and should be busy. Not on his phone. He even told us, I'm going to be turning my phone off, so don't talk to me the whole weekend I'm away. And uh, he's been talking to us the whole I know. time. He's been away. But uh, he hit me up today, uh, jizzing his pants about Immortal Thor number one. And I will not be talking about it today. <laughs> <laughs> he's probably got better thoughts than I do. I just loved it. I read it, I went, Wow. And I don't really have good reasons why. What the fuck? Why is this on my list? Is it Ooh. the Barbie movie? It's because I was on Emma's version of HBO mm. Max. Mm -hmm. Not on my character. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I just unadded something for her. Oops. <clears throat> you are a terrible person. Oh, well. I'll just go for it. Yeah. Uh, I watched... Yeah. I watched <laughs> the first season um, of the new series by... Uh, Gendy Tarkovsky, I think that's Gennady uh, or something I like that. that name. Uh, yep, he's the guy that created uh, Samurai Jack. Yeah, he's yeah. also the one that created Primal and also worked on the 2003 Star Wars uh, Clone Wars, which inspired uh, the Clone uh, Wars in 2008. Uh, As a quick aside, it doesn't matter how waist deep I am in work, someone can say something. It can't even be taken as a double entendre, and I've got that yeah on deck, in, yes. stuck it's in easy. my throat, yeah, it's ready just to go. It's, yeah, yeah. Or someone will say something like, "Yeah, you like that, yeah." <laughs> mm, so easy. I don't know why it's there. It's just right there. It's right there. A hair trigger. It's just there. It's right here, <laughs> at the top of my throat. Ooh, I. It's right there for me. Really down? Yeah. Oh yeah. Do yeah. it. Yeah, it's up. Yeah. Nope. Weird. Uh, so, Unicorn Warriors Eternal is about a group of heroes dubbed Unicorn uh, are accidentally reawakened in the bodies of teenagers instead of adult hosts they've embodied in the past. Uh, these characters are... Uh, I cannot remember all their names, but uh, we have Merlin's daughter. Uh, I can't remember her name, but she's like this... Uh, black witch type of character like she's fully engulfed in black and it's like black flame and her magic in this in this world is like only she can use this magic like it does not exist did not exist until she was born and we also follow her uh, love interest which is uh the prince of the uh alvin kingdom in the uh forest somewhere in germany and uh, he is like, these elves are 
like fully baby blue uh, skin colored. Uh, he's got a flying sword, which is super awesome. And it's like, it, it's an enchanted sword, but it's like, it's its own living entity at the same time. And we have this um, cosmic monk. He can see, he's in our world, but also in his mind and what he sees is not the same as us. Like he is in this cosmic energy at all times. Like he can just sit there, meditate, immediately go to a different timeline and like find stuff and like information. He can find people in the world. And they have their buddy, uh, who's this giant golden metal thing created by Otto that um, is from the future. Like this thing was brought to the past during Merlin's time and used as a, after they uh, defeated like the great evil that they were fighting, um, uh, he brought them uh, this back to the past and he's like, hey, um, the evil's gonna return eventually. Would uh, I think that we, that you all need to put, uh, allow this vessel to hold your spirits and uh, whenever it returns, these spirits of yours will be put into temporary hosts until the evil is gone again. And then your spirits will be put back into this metal um, body. And then those people that we use their bodies for to fight the uh, great evil, they can return back to their lives. Uh, it's been like centuries since the last time that they were brought back. And it is like steampunk, uh, the 1800s or something like that. Maybe like 1850, something like that. And they are in a weird pickle. Are they the, in Pickle Rick? Yes. The metal body that transported their bodies and or transported their uh, souls or essence um, has been like reawakened for some reason, and he he chooses the hosts and they're usually supposed to be like the best fit for these spirits like characteristics and stuff like that but he chooses all these like um it says teenagers but they're all like college students really because uh, i don't think the girl because she was about to get married and during that time period it was more like a teenager that was gonna get married anyways um he just chooses very strange individuals to like host the spirits and it's a whole ordeal uh, Merlin's daughter, um, her spirit is put into, um, this woman named Emma, and she's like, I'm not Merlin's daughter, I don't even know who I am, so it's their, both their souls and personalities are, like, clashing together, even though when that, the main character's souls are supposed to take over the body, they're, like, their, like, whole essence, the original hosts, is supposed to, like, be sleeping, basically, and the new... I mean, characters' essence are supposed to take over. In her, it's just like a back and forth. Like, they don't know who they are for like a while, and it's a whole ordeal. It is a fantastic cartoon. Anytime someone, or I read Reawakened or hear Reawakened, all I can think of is uh, Mushu from Mulan. I'm alive! As he like rises from the smoke. <laughs> Boomer! <laughs> Bite me. Mulan is one of the best Disney movies ever. Mulan's really good. Um, it's just a really good show. There's about, uh, I think, yeah, there's 10 episodes. And it went over the course of a couple months or something like that. It's an HBO Max original. 
it is just really good. The art style is a little different from what Tarkovsky usually does. Hmm. So I think it was a different designer. Or it he looks was... more cartoony. Like, the characters are mm. more rounded. Yes, they're very round. But it's really good. I suggest everyone watch it. <laughs> I read more of my Black Panther omnibus written by Tanahisi Coates. I read the equivalent of the fifth volume, the fifth uh, trade. Um, it's titled Avengers of the New World Part 2, and I don't really remember why it's a part two. Um, by itself, it just worked really well. I was intending to only read like an issue or two. Um, there's six issues, and it turned out I just read the whole thing in one sitting. It was so good. Um, Oh, I remember why now. There was, uh, there was, uh, in the last one, there was this, uh, bad guy, and, uh, he was opening magical doors everywhere, and there were creatures coming through the doors, and they were attacking Wakanda, and, Wakanda. uh, Black Panther was like, I don't know where these doors and monsters is coming from, so, uh, this... This issue, no, this trade deals with the last trade, the country is like, the gods are dead, they're not answering us. And then this trade deals with that. And uh, T'Challa sees the gods and they answer him and it's a really cool uh, visual, I guess. A, a really cool explanation of what the gods were doing. Um, it's there was a guy I don't remember his name. Uh, he's like, you guys are thinking in binaries of either the gods are listening or they're not listening or they answer or they ignore you. Maybe they just got bored and moved on. Like really, really cool spiritual stuff with the Wakandan gods. <laughs> Bless you. There was uh, a lot of lore about the history of the the gods and um, like an explanation about Bast, which is where the Black Panther mythology comes from. Uh, Really, really good stuff. There was also like a little bit about Storm, T'Challa's hot waifu. Uh, being a god, probably, but not like that, and that was all really cool, and it ended with, uh, T'Challa and Storm getting back together again, and that was really hot and cool. (laughs) This trade had a weird renumbering. It went from, like, I don't know, uh, Black Panther number 26 to number 166. It was like, (laughs) why? The next trade starts over with number one. (laughs) <laughs> I hate Marvel. I hate it so much. That's why I buy omnibuses. Omnibuses are good. No, I said omnibuses. And I said omnibuses. I'm halfway through the omnibus. That's hot. Of Black Panther. And I'm very excited to read more. Apparently the next one goes like super sci-fi and there's flying cars everywhere or something. I don't know. It looks really cool. Hmm. Very, very good stuff. I enjoyed it. 
Way more than, like, I thought I would. I, I sat and I read all six issues in one sitting. It was so good. That is... That's good to hear. I gave it four or five stars, I think. And I'm definitely getting my money's worth out of this book. I think I can talk about this fully now. <gasps> okay. Let's we see. got two topics, boys. Yes, sir. Where are we dropping? I finished... Uh, HBO Max's My Adventures with Superman. Is it your first time finishing? Uh, it's not my first time finishing. <laughs> so, I remember talking about the, like, the first three episodes when yep. they came out. Uh, Tomboy Lois Lane. Yep. I looked up online to see how many... I know we talked about it like months ago, maybe even a year ago, like how many episodes it was supposed to be. And everywhere online says nine. And I guess like I finished it, so there's nine episodes total. This show... It's just it just keeps getting better. It's fantastic. At first, I was a little annoyed with some of the coloring and, and the art style of how it is, because uh, it just seems like super bright and almost like stale in certain scenes. And then as the season goes on, it adds more color and more variety of shades and like color grading, I guess you could say. Um, and Superman's character development is really cool. I have I cannot I cannot talk about it enough. Like. It's just, every time we see Superman, he immediately figures out his powers and stuff like that, or like, within the hour or something. And this, like one of the last episodes, he figures out that he can, uh, he has super hearing. In like the first couple episodes, all he knew is that he could fly and he has super strength. And then he learns he has laser vision, and then he has this weird like electricity pulse, which I don't remember him ever having. And then he finds out that he has super hearing. And in this episode, uh, where he has super, finds that out, he stays up, like, for three days straight, drinking energy drinks like crazy, relatable, and he's flying around the whole city because he can hear everyone that needs help, so he just keeps going back and forth and doing all this, and eventually, he's trying to find uh, the government guy, uh, the guy who created Task Force X, and in this universe, the guy who created it isn't Amanda Waller, but she becomes the leader of it after she gets rid of that guy. Um, and that so guy disappeared. Actually, doesn't disappear. Wow. Uh, he is still part of it, but he's not the commander anymore. Waller didn't disappear. Nope. Yet. Uh, yet. Uh, but we learn a lot of really cool stuff about how, like, there was a uh, Kryptonian invasion once, like twenty-two years ago. Um, in that universe, 22 years ago, it was like uh, a, a Kryptonian invasion, and they think that Superman, the government thinks that Superman is like a thing that's supposed to like intercept Earth and like get gain their trust and like a whole like Viltrumite thing um, from in Invincible. And this, it's so weird. You don't get to, you'd think it's General Zod, but you can't tell because the symbol is just like the diamond shape on his chest, and everything like, from their uh, vehicles and their ships are all, like, surrounded by, like, the, like, the designs are surrounded by that symbol of those harsh, excuse me, uh, diamond shape. Um, and they play around with that a lot, which is really cool, and they have, like, robots and all these things. But then the evasion gets stopped, but we don't know how. It just looks like the entire armada got blown up through the portal because they invade through a portal that's shaped like the diamond from Superman's chest. So that's why the government is scared of Superman because he has all the same powers, all these things. Um, 
and just the progression of his character. And also, I love how Jimmy Olsen isn't just like a kid. He's like, he's the same age as Superman. So they're like friends. They're actually buddies, not just a, uh, this kid sees me as an idol. And Lois Lane isn't just a bitch that's like horny for Superman. She loves Clark. And then she discovers on her own that Clark is Superman. And she's upset with him for lying to him. And lying he, to her. Lying to her, sorry. For lying to her. And he's upset with her because he's like, how do you expect me to like tell you the truth? Because you think Superman's a liar. You think, and before you even knew I was Superman, you thought Superman was a liar and he's a turd and he's lying about something and all this. Like, how can I trust you? And so then they, it's like this whole thing. And then they make up. And then they make out. And then they're in love and they go on their first date and stuff like that. And we get to also see uh, Mixoplex or Mixoplex or whatever. Just all these characters that they show us. It's just really cool how they introduce it. And it's just a lot of fun. And the redesigns of characters. It kind of reminds me of like how the Batman was. All these redesigns of characters. You can tell that they, those are their characters. Like this is Bane. This is Batman for the Batman. Same way how you can tell that this is... Um, a parasite, not just from what he says, but just the design itself. Parasite, and then you have Banshee, and all these other things. Um, it just does a nice spin on it, and how all their characters, and bad guys, their way of amplifying their superpowers, and all these things, is by using Kryptonian technology. Mm. Which is a cool twist. There's a lot of like cool little bits that they do about this. And I really love the show, and I can't wait for season two. I can't get enough of it. Any word on season two yet? Not that I know of, because I Probably because of the writers and actor strikes. Probably, but I haven't looked up anything, really. I'm just, like, waiting. Mm-hmm. Just being, like, a normal dude. Right. Not a, not a podcast dude. One of these days, you'll just pull up HBO and be like, Holy shit, there's season two! Yeah. Oh my gosh! That's what I'm hoping. Well, speaking of Akabarabara... We have to thank our patrons, Jeff Lawrence and Caitlin, because they give us money, and that makes us go, Is that the baseline from Down with the Sickness? Nope, that's the uh, dog, fl- uh, the wiener dog flying in a plane. Oh... You don't know what I'm talking about. No clue. <laughs> <laughs> Is that like the the spoonful of food airplane? No. Crashing like... into the two towers? <laughs> well, thanks to our patrons, Jeff Lorenz and Caitlin, um, you, because of them, we can say our stupid jokes with lights on instead of off. I thought about turning the light off because the light makes it warm in here and it does it's, make it it's warm already in here. warm in here. And already, also, so. like, I just want to make it, like, more sexual if we have the lights off. Well, you should have said something at the beginning well, of the show. Well, you know what? I don't feel like I should have to say You should just know me. <laughs> I knew that you wanted to look at Coda again. Yeah. In dim lighting. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you also to Jetpack Comics and Gabe's. They supply us with the books we read and review, and they're super cool, and they always have books on sale to talk about. Go buy books from Jetpack. But if you don't like books, or if you can't read books, 
buy D&D stuff or card games or something. Or buy something. Buy buy Warhammer stuff. No, don't don't buy Warhammer. What the fuck? Just because Henry Cavill makes it cool does not mean... It's not even just Henry Cavill. It's fucking cool because they're fucking space marines and they're yeah. all fucked up and shit. And you gotta read 40 years of lore to understand anything. That's fine. <laughs> you don't like deciphering... You don't like pondering your orb, deciphering through the arcane uh, fucking arts, dude? No. Of literature? Not after 40 years of Warhammer lore. Fucking heresy. Okay. Heretic. Shoot me. I will. With my uh, penis. Next week is news. There's news happening all the time. Oh, no, actually, we need to talk about that. Next week might not be news, and we will talk about this during happy hour oh. that you have access to when you become a patron, just like Caitlin and Jeff Lawrence have. So go over to patreon.com forward slash Network, sign up under one of the four tiers, and find out what is going on. Tune in next week. Bye. Bye. Yeah. Brain worms in my ass. Yeah? Mm. I'm not doing that. <laughs> yeah. A kazoo is so hard to drive. It is.